You're listening to Very Loose Women. listeners you are tuned in to very loose women um that was panic at the disco's girls girls boys i am soila hello to my co-host leo hi um we have our new engineer esther hi and um we've got our guest sid hello (laughs) um and sid is the programs manager at stonewall and co-creator of kicking the Kyriarchy, yeah, Kyriarchy, um, podcast, um, which we'll talk about in just a bit. Um, on this episode, we're going to be talking about bi visibility, and all will be explained very shortly. But first, Leo, Sid, Esther, how has your week been? Frustrations and celebrations. Did well, we? okay, so I guess mine was going to be a celebration, which mm. is so six weeks ago, and I mentioned this at the beginning of every single show since, but I started learning to drum. And <laughs> so you go on at me about always talking about soup. <laughs> Look, drumming and soup, I, I just think one of them is more interesting. Uh, oh, okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> anyway, I. I've been learning and then there was a, my drumming teacher tagged me in a post on Facebook saying this new band needs a drummer for a gig, which is in a week and a half. And I was like, <laughs> obviously I'm qualified for that because I've had six weeks of lessons. Um, and so I'm playing a gig on Sunday. <laughs> That's <laughs> happening. It's this thing called First Timers at DIY Space, which, yes, I am currently plugging. Uh, and we're playing at 10 p.m. Our band is Iron Brunette, which I think is very funny. I think I mentioned that last week. But anyway, I played I played the recording from the rehearsal we had yesterday, and I still have a headache from that rehearsal, which really isn't selling the music. Um, to Soila earlier on, and she heard it, and she was like, "What? What is this? Why? Why am I listening to this? It's horrible. All of the songs sound the same." So, uh, best friend, worst critic, best critic. I don't know which one, but yeah. But come and listen. I'm Leo having play. a really fun time being a teenager again. Well, I'm glad yeah. that I'm glad that you are. Um, mm-hmm. I've just got a new job. So yeah, that, I mean that beats that beats mine. I beats mean, soup. it's not a company. Oh, it definitely beats soup. But um, but yeah, I've got a new job. I'm a I'm a climate journalist. Um, having a great first week as well. So I'm, it sounds like you're doing some really amazing work. So. Yeah, I'm very very pleased with with my new job. So that's my celebration. To be honest, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm vicariously really enjoying your new job. Um, Sid. Yeah, so um, technically last week we released a resource uh, for schools at Stonewall, which was specifically for secondary schools, and it's mm. about bi-inclusion, and it's quite exciting because it's the first bi-specific resource, and it's all about like tackling biophobia and bi-erasure, which are things we're going to talk about today. So if you're in a school and you'd like to check it out, go to the Stonewall website, and that resource is there because it is finished and ready. Yes, that's a great, that's a great plug. Great, everything. And relevant to tonight's show. Absolutely. Esther, do you have anything? Um cheesecake cheesecake every morning which has been great but now it's gone oh so it's a bit of a frustration celebration and a frustration both yeah that's both but that's fine um i think we'll move on to the topic of the day um so 
Um, we're going to be talking about bisexuality, but maybe we should start with what is bisexuality? And I think Sid is the best person to tell us. I will do my best. Yeah, so um, we would define uh, bi or being bisexual as um, a person who has an emotional and or sexual attraction towards people of more than one gender. So the attraction towards people of more than one gender is basically it, yeah. Okay, and what is bi-erasure? So bi-erasure is, we live in a society which tells us that there are straight people and that there are gay people, mm-hmm. essentially, or, or gay and lesbian. And so the idea is this, the, the one or the other, that mm-hmm. is bi-erasure. So you, you hear about it all the time, like when people talk about gay marriage and what they actually mean is same-sex marriage. Because obviously if you're bi, you can still marry someone of the same sex. And, it, you know, um, and then also, for example, we talk about gay pride, but actually we're talking about LGBT pride. So mm. there's loads of instances of bi-erasure. Um, it can be seen as... Uh, thinking that being bi is a phase so it's something that you grow out of or you're just on your way to becoming straight or or gay for example all of that is in bi-erasia all all of that yeah Go on. Yeah, no, I was just uh, just uh, when Sid was saying that, I was thinking I I watch a lot of YouTube clips of shows that I used to watch when I was growing up, and Sex and the City and Friends are both among those. And I remember in Sex and the City, for those who watch that, Samantha has a girlfriend at one point, mm. and she turns up to meet the three others of this group of friends and says. Well, I have news. I'm a lesbian. Whereas like she has spent like the last like five or whatever seasons dating men and mm. is currently dating a woman. There is a word for that. But at no point does that come up. And Soyla, you brought up um, Orange is the New Black as well, uh, where the lead piper goes out with men, like is married to a man and then has sex with women as well and has had long relationships with women. And at no point is the word bi brought up. So mm-hmm. in popular culture, it's also like still very heavy even in something as forward-looking as orange as the new black yeah um would you say that you've any you've had any experiences of um bisexual erasure personally i've well or biphobia i guess you could say i mean yeah but personally i would say not directly apart from you know all of the surrounding culture Mm. um but so i mentioned earlier on my band it just so happens that three of us are by mm-hmm. and um there was something that they were all talking about and um and it sounds like a lot of them have actually encountered a lot of biraysia from uh from their parents or from friends and so it is it seems to be something that's that's quite uh predominant from my own dad actually i had a very surprising experience i would say that he is not progressive in his views okay. um, and i think he would agree with me <laughs> on that um he last time he came to the uk he literally said that um he believed gay pride, those were the words he used. I didn't enlighten him because I didn't know that I should be calling it LGBT pride, um, was for straight people um, so okay. <laughs> to convince them. And, and therefore, we shouldn't be calling it pride. We should be calling it tolerance. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So I was like, hmm, controversial opinion. Maybe not mine. So this is the guy that we are talking about. Um, but uh, I was on the phone to him one day and I used gay as a catch-all term, including bi people. Yeah. He was like, but you're not gay, you're bi. And I was like... That is correct. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That, I don't get that from a lot of people I hang out with, and I'm very impressed that you came up with that. So um, just to say kudos, kudos to my dad for Sweet. that. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I've not experienced biphobia myself. I think the the thing that I have had a lot of is when people either try and relabel you and say, oh, you're dating a guy, so you're straight now. And it's like, no, that's still, that's not how it works. But also when um, when people say, oh, so you're attracted to everyone or, or you're being selfish. And it's like, well, 
that is also not how attraction works mm-hmm. either. I'm not mm-hmm. just attracted to every man and every woman. I did hear that the other week there was um, a woman talking about going on a, like a on a date and the other woman who is a lesbian who self-titled gold star which means you have only slept with women okay uh was saying well i would be really worried if a, my bi girlfriend would would suddenly start dating men and i'm like that's just called cheating <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like there's a word for that and it applies to straight and gay and all sorts of sex couples so um yeah but you're right this is this all feeds into bi-erasia the idea that bi people are more promiscuous because mm. you may like more people but that's not actually how it works at all you're right that that is cheating if that's how that relationship is defined then you know it doesn't mean that you're more likely to feel for m- more people it's it's um i guess it's perhaps a different way of looking at what you value in a person more than it is about who who you be you just be attracted to everyone right mm, mm. would it be accurate to say that bisexuality is underrepresented in um, lgbt discourse i think so i think because of that straight gay do- like the, the, those two yeah. and then also by erasure it happens as much within the lgbt community as it does outside of it right mm-hmm. um and then when you're thinking about people to look up to and role models you, you can easily think of gay or or lesbian or, or trans people that you really look up to but it can be a little bit hard to think of by people that we might look up to as much um yeah. because you and even if they, they do exist sometimes we might only define them by who their current partner is mm. and so ignore actually the labels that they use for themselves um so role models is a really big thing as, as well as um by visibility and existing as you are as your sexual orientation and not just who you're dating I noticed um, that so my girlfriend is a lesbian I think yes everyone knows that that's (laughs) fine Um, and um, and I noticed that in the way that I speak about that I do a lot of bi-erasure just by accident because it's convenient Mm -hmm. uh, to say sort of in a I don't know a gay relationship or something and um and she she's actually often the one to catch me catch me out on those. So and will so, you say that of yourself? Like, oh, I'm. Gay. Yeah, I'll say I'll say like, oh, um, is it? I don't know because we're a gay couple or something or something. You know, just something because like because I yeah. use it. I use gay in a very broad sense yeah, to include by, uh, whereas that's not always its you know initial meaning, and it does mean that like by visibility loses out through that. When did you start identifying as bi? Um, yeah, for me, it was a tricky process. And actually, I was talking with a group of other bi people, <laughs> just so happy we were all in the same room. And and this isn't the case for all bi people, of course. But for me, it was a very drawn out process. Mm. Like I slept with, I kissed a woman when I was 17. I slept with a woman when I was 20. And it still didn't hit because uh, I kept having extended crushes on men. Um, on I, I think for for almost conversational purposes when it would come up that would be the person that I would talk about when other people were talking about who they had crushes on I think uh at the time I I pretty much was convinced I was actually asexual um which I'm very impressed that like 19 year old me knew what that meant Mm. um but I only started I think actually identifying as bi when I was about 25 26 and my long-term relationship with my boyfriend then was breaking up and I was thinking like what do I actually want and then I started going to uh, a lot of gay clubs um, and like feeling really part of the community and feeling really comfortable there and then thinking this is something that I should be a lot more aware of even though you know I'd been through all of those experiences with women and it's just not something that I'd really uh, made conscious uh, at any point in my life even though it was like physically happening to me or I was doing it um, so it's really it's really strange that I would call that in hindsight, um, like I wasn't calling that sex, what I, which I would now, what I did when I was 20. Um, okay. 
I would call that definitely uh, internalized homophobia in in hindsight. But at the time, I was just not really thinking, not giving it a second thought. So I think I actually came out. I came out to my mom, to my, my, my mom kind of seemed to already know when I told her on the phone. It was mm. just, that was a sort of crisis situation where a family member, uh, I was pretty sure was about to tell her. So I was like, okay, I pretty much have to call her now. Um, oh, you were, you thought like someone was going to out you? Y- yeah, well, I just felt like it's something that she should probably hear from me. And okay. then with my dad, it was a conversation where he just asked me, who am I dating now? Like, and he used a masculine form, mm. and uh, he's French. I should add. Um, and then there, <laughs> there are a few back and forths, and I and I said, uh, no, or women, you know, with the equivalent. And then he asked me three times if I was joking, and each time I was like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yeah, but are you joking? No, I'm still not. <laughs> and then it was like, okay. And then it was just never really a question again. They were both really, really like it was very relaxed. It wasn't. It didn't feel like coming out at the time, but in hindsight, that is what the act is called of telling someone that you're dating a woman when you've previously dated men or a yeah. man. I mean, I've mm. never felt like I've actually come out, I guess. Um, I suppose I've done it very passively. I've done it, yeah, breezily. I've taken the same yeah, approach. Yeah, because it's, mm. it's that question of, oh, are you going to, you know, meet a nice boy? And it's like, or oh, girl, um, mm. that kind of thing. Um, but I guess it's, I've never really, I don't know. I, so I've, kind of always had longer relationships with with men and then just date had kind of dated women um and it was always something where I wasn't sure that bi was the best term for it and I used to I used to use the word pansexual which um has a slightly different definition um but I think in the with the with the definition that you gave earlier, Sid, um, I Which, felt like what was that definition? I think we should. Could you tell yeah, us? The yeah, definition? Yeah, again. yeah, no worries. So yeah. whereas bisexual is like attraction towards more than one gender, pansexual generally is like regardless of gender. I wouldn't worry about this too much if you're like listeners. You're like, I don't understand all these words. It basically means you're attracted to people. Um, more than one gender and it's a little bit more fluid and then people choose the words that fit them best yeah absolutely (laughs) and I just think with with myself it was more I'm attracted to I could not I'm attracted to everyone but I could be attracted to anyone um and I think that was the way that I tried to describe it and then I do actually remember I did this this post on on Instagram where I felt like I needed to turn around and say this is important um, you know, I don't just want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm here, but quietly, especially in the kind of when I was at university, it was all very kind of hush hush if you were um, queer or, or LGBT or, or something like that. Or it was very specific to, oh, that person's gay and that's it. And it wasn't until after I'd left university, I felt like the need to turn around and say, this is this is something I identify as currently. Mm. Um, sometimes I don't identify as that. I might identify as something slightly different depending on how I'm feeling or, or whatever. It's very fluid. Um, and I quite I quite like that about um, LGBT and, and the identification spectrum, if you like, um, that you have the freedom to identify as anything. And currently, well, I, yeah, I was bi. I would, I would put caveats on that in that I've read articles of... Um, sort of straight-looking couples in queer spaces yeah, um, uh, feeling alienated um, at those times. So say if you're bi and you go to a gay club with your, if you're a woman, male partner, mm. um, and you get sort of frowny looks. I've never ex- I've never been to a gay space with, with a man in, in that context, so I've never actually personally experienced this, but mm. I have read that that is... There's sort of, in terms of um, bi-inclusion, there's an issue there. 
So in terms of, in terms of what Stonewall, the work Stonewall's been doing, mm. can you tell us a bit, a bit about that? Yeah, so um, there's the bi-resource for schools that we talked about. Very much it's about tackling bi-erasure and also biphobic bullying and language. You know, the idea that people are greedy or um, prom- promiscuous, like all of those things. That's what we try and tackle. So there's um, there's also a workplace resource, which is good for employers if you're thinking about including your bi staff. Um, there's some healthcare research, which looked into how bi women and bi men and bi people found accessing healthcare services. Because if you think about those conversations you might have with your doctor and those kinds of uh, sexual oh, health checkups. Yeah, I've yeah. Had, I've, I, it was, it's, it's been really strange, actually, from going from uh, sleeping with a man to sleeping with women, currently a woman. Uh, <laughs> Um, but but having those because you like I can see it clocking like I've had conversations with my nurse where when for like smear tests where she's said things which I would say are broadly anti-immigration so a lot of the time people with those views have views about the gay community as well okay so I was I'm I just start getting wary about what I say when I'm speaking to someone once I've heard something like that, which, mm. you know, is a reflection on my own personal biases. Um, but um, I seem to see something clock where I said, oh, I'm not, I'm sleeping with a woman, so that wouldn't apply to me. Or like, yeah. what protection are you using? Oh, I'm sleeping with a woman, so that. Uh, whereas, like, it hasn't all, always been the case that I've done that. So yeah. I don't know. I've, I, not, I don't think it's. Um, like that she's judging me in the long term mm-hmm. for being bi or mm-hmm. anything. I don't think she's even registered that I'm the same person who's come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I said that, I did realise that that was the first time. It was like four years ago or something. First time I'd said that in front of a medical professional. It was very strange for me. Yeah. You get the asked, yeah, are you at risk of getting pregnant? Um, no, not not presently. And then and then they had a bisexual box. I was very happy with that. I, wasn't, I was impressed that there was a box. Um, other stuff that Stonewall does is, is like the, the the coming out or the being visible as you are so like um, there's a bi role models program where people can like think about what that means being out in their personal spaces if they're able to if they want to um, and there are also some like posters of bi people talking about what bi visibility means to them which are pretty kick-ass too mm. yeah yeah um so um i guess like to think about some of the specific challenges that bi people face and like the, the things that we're trying to tackle with these initiatives um a lot of it would be things like Ah, so we know that uh, young bi men have quite poor mental health. We know mm-hmm. that bi women are more likely to experience depression and anxiety. And if you think about that, that's not because they are bi. It's because of um, societal constructs about how we think about and treat people who are bi. And, and if you think you, you feel like possibly you don't belong in any space, mm. that, can, that can be a real problem. Also, the underrepresentation. You know, whenever you're looking for a famous bi people from history to look up to and then you... you you go into their stories and you find actually would they describe themselves as bi or actually were they a man uh, who was married to a woman because that's what you did at the time but who had had relationships as men because actually so it's quite hard to find role models I suppose so finding those people and celebrating those bi identities is like so important there's this really sweet uh, quote from this um, young girl who took part in the school report that a survey that we did of 3,700 LGBT young people mm-hmm. she says I feel very inspired by female LGBT role models in the media especially bisexual women as they make me feel normal oh that's oh. incredible to hear that and it's so important yeah. 16. to hear re- um, representation mm-hmm. and young people talk about representation I just if I because I was so I was born in 88 I'm 30 now and I just think like how much simpler my 20s would have been if I was more aware of this stuff when I was Mm. in my teens, Um, just in terms of sort of self-analysis and the questions that I would be asking myself, not necessarily Mm. the answers, but it would have gone a lot quicker. 
it, like I'm definitely if there were those sorts of programs I would have been very grateful for them um, I also read uh, it, there have been a number of studies, uh, the Institute of Education, um, University of Indiana, uh, a, a number of studies that said that actually that bi women and men earn less than their both their gay and their straight counterparts. And I just I was very, very surprised by that stat. Um, so for men, apparently, it's according to the IOE uh, research in 2016, 30% less than their gay colleagues. The University of Indiana, so I'm assuming that applies to the US, uh, 11 to 19% less than um, their straight counterparts uh, for bi men, uh, 7 to 28 for straight women. Um, it, it, I like There are things like that where you're, I'm genuinely asking, why, why might that be? Why might bi people earn less? It seems like such a strange mm. occurrence mm. and less than gay people as well. I mean, not saying <laughs> we should all earn, <laughs> but, but like why, how, how is economics differentiating that? It's remarkable. Mm. Also, we've got some other stats here, which are like uh, two in five bi people aren't out to anyone at work about the sexual orientation. Oh, wow. So you wonder, are these people out? Do their friends and colleagues know about it? Do they think that they're an untrustworthy person? I don't know. You know, there's all these other things, but that's about half of bi men aren't out to anybody at work and a third of bi women. So it's like, that's, that's huge. When yeah, you think that's about a huge it. figure. Well, there's also the idea that if you are in a straight relationship when you're bi, there's, and you're saying, I don't know, I'm cooking pasta for, and then say the pronoun or something. Um, the, your office will know the gender and then assume that you are straight. Yes. And there's yeah. sort of less of a, a reason in that case to say, like, I am currently with a male partner, but I am attracted. Like, mm. it, would, it would be a strange conversation to have off offhand, maybe, with your colleagues, um, unless the conversation was around broadly your sexuality. Yeah. Um, so I... And if you're monogamous, why would you even bring right. it up? But mm. then it's so important for bi-visibility to know that people exist and they have healthy, happy like marriages or relationships mm. that last many years. You know, those kinds of things are so important. And Sid, you also have your own podcast, which yes. you, you co-created and you, you present on. Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah, so it's an intersectional feminist podcast series um, and it's with my co-host Elena. She's amazing. Um, we, we work on it together and we, we release an episode per month and we cover tough topics and we get three guests to come in and tell us all about it. Um, so the last episode actually was on incarceration and we're pretty proud of that. Cool. Um, but there are also um, episodes on like trans identities and um, class, yeah, a whole range of things. And what is the... the so we say karaoke I don't know if that's the right way to say it um, so okay if you think about patriarchy it's yeah. the, uh, the, the, the way that men I suppose have more power and privilege in society karaoke is a way of looking at privilege and power as not just on the basis of gender but also on the basis of uh, class, ethnicity, um, race um, maybe uh, nationality um, disability all these other intersecting layers basically. Mm. That is karaoke, I have been told. Cool. Um, I feel like we, we're starting to approach an end to our show. That's a very nice way to say it. It's literally the end of our show. Yeah. Four minutes away from the end of our show. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where to... I don't really know how to... It's as if I don't do this every week. Um, I will mention that the song we're going to play out to is by um, an artist called Kilani. And she said a really interesting thing on... Um, so there's an Instagram account called Them, which looks at queer um, and LGBT people. And she said this really interesting thing um, about her identity, which um, I quite liked. So I'm going to quote that um, very briefly. Um, so she said, I'm queer, not bi, not straight. I'm attracted to women, men, really attracted to queer men, non-binary people, intersex people, trans people. Um 
but then she did an edit um, and China reacted, um, reacted, retracted that statement um, because she wanted to be more inclusive of all genders and reduce gender specific language. And I really just I just liked the whole way that she went about um, dealing with that and that kind of thing. Um, so the song that we're going to play out to is called Honey. It's about uh, being bisexual. Um, but yeah, so you've been listening to Leo Soiler of Very Loose Women. Um, Thank you so much, Sid, for, for coming on the show. Um, how can our listeners um, get in touch with Stonewall if they need to or yeah. listen to your, your podcast as well? Yeah, sure. Uh, you can tweet Stonewall, um, Stonewall at Stonewall, uh, Stonewall UK, sorry. And then you can also like, visit our website um, and then you can follow the, the podcast Kicking the Kairiaki. It's on iTunes um, or you can find us on the website. Yeah, more than happy to chat to you in either capacity. Wonderful. <laughs> and Very Least Women is also on iTunes. Yeah. Um, iTunes podcast. We're Very Least Women on there and on acast.com forward slash very loose women yep, there we're on go. Twitter VLW Radio <laughs> yeah. all, all Facebook. Facebook we're on Twitter we love Facebook. getting Twitter messages I don't say this enough on the show comment rate subscribe I really enjoy messages and we being contacted see. yeah we love to yeah. see what you're doing what you're up to what you mm. think of our, our shows suggestions for shows as yeah. well um, we're going to finish off by saying happy birthday to Ellie oh yeah happy birthday Moose and to Patrick as and well. to Patrick for Friday so happy birthday, um, happy birthday to them um, that's all from us this week and good night I like my girls just like I like my honey sweet little selfish I like my women like I like my money green little jealous Cause I'm a beautiful wreck, a colorful man.